welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. What's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. Uh, we're going to call this episode 140... What, what, what episode number are we on? We're going to call this episode 141.5. <laughs> um, this will be a non-traditional episode um i kind of just recorded this on a whim um there actually wasn't gonna be a podcast this week but i wanted to come in here and just kind of drop something so if you're a first time listener um this will not be this is not a traditional format all of our other episodes don't sound anything else like this uh this would just be me riding solo but shout outs to uh, my co-host antaku who's normally with me but um yeah, just kind of due to like life. Life, life for me has been a little, a little crazy. It's been really, really hectic, and <laughs> I'm not really gonna get into it. But I've had a lot going on, and I'm not gonna be able to watch tonight's card. I'm actually recording this Saturday morning, uh, the morning of the Aspen Lad and Jermaine Deronomy card. Uh, this is 9:58 a.m. right now. Um, I'm not going to be able to watch the card. I'm actually going to a wedding later, and I've just had a lot of other stuff going on, so um, I'm not going to be able to, uh, we'll, we won't have a podcast for that this week. Uh, we'll probably at least talk about that fight next week um, on the Leon Edwards and um, Rafael Dos Anjos card. We'll, we'll reference, we'll jump back, we'll talk about Aspen Ladd and uh, Jermaine Durandamy, and then we'll probably just move on to the rest of the card. But yeah, I just, I just kind of wanted to come in here, put something light out, um... That kind of feels weird just not putting an episode out, which is weird. Cause it's not like I get paid for this <laughs> like at all, but I'm kind of just so used to dropping episodes every week that I kind of just wanted to come in and at least put something out. Um, so like I said, for the listeners, if you're a new listener, uh, not the normal format, but you know, just, just rock with me. Just, just stick around. You might hear something you'll like. So I've been playing kind of catch up on fights that happened this weekend because, like I said, I've, I've had a lot going on. Um, I, I've been really <laughs> exhausted, to say the least. But um, I actually just, really honestly, this morning, caught up with some of the fights that happened between, like, Friday night. And, um, well, I guess these all happened on, on Friday. Well, between Thursday and Friday, because PFL was on Thursday. So, I'm just going to come in, you know, on a solo tip. And just, just talk about a little bit of what I watched, what I've caught up on from Thursday um, Thursday night uh, into Friday night, uh, everything I saw. So I'm gonna talk a little bit of PFL, uh, a little bit, very little bit of one championship because I didn't get a chance to catch much of it. Uh, talk a little bit of Bellator. Um, I unfortunately missed the LFA card, so I won't be able to talk about that. But anywho, let's uh let's run this from the top. So I'll start off with uh we'll start off with PFL. So PFL, I think this is PFL four. This went down on Thursday night because you know PFL just has to have the Thursday night monopoly for whatever reason. <laughs> but um, they had a card uh, on Thursday night, headlined by Magomed Magomed Karamov versus Chris Curtis. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not gonna act like I remember all of PFL's uh, seedings and how this whole playoff system thing works and who's ranked where. I'm just here to talk about the fights that I saw. So you, you can look up the rest of that uh, rankings and seedings and all that all that jazz. I, I, I don't got it. <laughs> I don't got it. But um, now nah, main event man, Magomed Magomed Karamov versus Chris Curtis. Um, I, I literally just watched this fight uh, about 10, 15 minutes ago. Most of these fights I did only get a chance to watch once because, like I said, it just, life has been a little hectic. So pardon me if my memory fails me because I only watched most of these once. But uh, Magomed Magomed Karamov versus Chris Curtis. Uh, Magomed just kind of really just more well-rounded, had just had a lot more going for him. Um, striking looked pretty looked pretty decent. It's not like the best striking in the world, but it's you know you, you got to respect it. 
Um, I like the head kick that he caught Curtis with a couple of times. It didn't have a wind-up, wasn't telegraphed. He was just kind of winging it. And while it didn't really do any, like, major damage, just it was, it was just a nice tool to have in the arsenal. Um, I just think Magomed showed really how well-rounded he is. Um, he, he caught Curtis with some decent shots on the feet. Um, we, all, we all know how the wrestling is. I think it was in the second round. Um, he got him down a good number of times, able to control him on the ground. Chris Curtis did a good job of, like, defending submissions and not getting caught in too many, like, bad spots. But it was just one of those fights where he was kind of clearly, he didn't have much going for himself other than he just wasn't getting finished. Um, he had a good third round where he did catch Magomed with a couple of good shots. And at the last couple of seconds, maybe 10, I, I can't remember how long, but he tried to sink in a guillotine, had it in pretty tight, but Magomed... Uh, he like flipped his way out of it. Uh, I was pretty wild to watch, but yeah, Matt Magomed just kind of he, he dominated him, as you can see on the sc scorecards. If you guys didn't watch, uh, Magomed won unanimous decision. The scores were thirty twenty seven, thirty twenty seven, thirty twenty six. Um, and that, I I wouldn't say thirty twenty six, mo mostly because like Magomed dominated, but I don't think there was really any point where Curtis was like super rocked or like oh he's about to be out of here. But it, it was definitely a 30-27. Like, Magomed, Magomed Karamov is, is, he's a really good fighter, man. Really well-rounded. And that, that wrestling's a problem, man. And he, he took Curtis down. Curtis could not really get much of a consistent offense going. And Magomed just was able to control the fight more. So, Magomed, Magomed Karamov, he took that fight unanimous decision. Uh, moving on down to the co-main event, Kayla Harrison versus Morgan Fryer. Um, man, not, not a lot of t to talk about in this fight. It ended pretty quick. Uh, really impressed with Kayla Harrison's ability to just kind of close distance. Like she, she kind of winged like a, I think it was like a left and just pushed forward and just got Morgan down. Like, and it, it, it happened within like a, a blink of an eye. Got her down, had back, uh, had her back at one point, then had side control, punished her from side control. Um, she was advancing. She had a crucifix for a brief moment, punished her from that. Uh, for a second, she had got back to her feet and landed some really good ground and pound, pushed right back on the ground towards Morgan. Just really just relentless top pressure, just not letting Morgan breathe, not letting Morgan have a chance to <laughs> get anything off and just beat her up, beat her up. Um, I can't remember if she finished from Mount. But I want to say she eventually got, she was inside control. I think she eventually did get mount um, and ended up locking an, an Americano on a Morgan. And it was a really, just a really dominant performance. And if you saw Kayla Harrison's last fight, you know that she was, uh, even though she won, she was like really disappointed with her performance and she wanted to dominate and get a finish. So I think this, this is probably more along the lines of what she wanted to do. Um, so shout out to Kayla Harrison, continues to impress. Even though I don't understand the seedings, I think she's number two, I want to say, and Sarah Kaufman's number one. I don't even know how their matchups work. I don't know if they're, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't even know what that means at this point. But she's, I think she's the number two seed uh, going into the PFL playoffs. So congrats to her. Uh, the next fight, which I didn't get to see, but I'll mention, uh, Lord, th these are the times when I need the anti-cool here to help me um, struggle <laughs> through these name pronunciations. Uh, Joao Severino versus Bojan Velikovic. Uh, Zeferino won via unanimous decision, uh, 30-27, 30-27, and 29-28 on the scorecards. Did not get to see this fight, so I cannot really talk about it. Um, but a fight I did get to see, John Howard versus Ray Cooper III. Man, oh man. So, <laughs> I cut on PFL just in time. I caught the very end of the Sabadoo uh, C fight, and then this was the first fight I saw, like, in completion. And, man, I'm, I'm always down for a Ray Cooper fight, man. One of my favorites in the PFL, just a guy who goes in and just kind of mercs people. We all know John Howard, man, UFC veteran. Dude's been in the game for a while. And one of those fights, man, I thought Ray Cooper was just going to do Ray Cooper things. Like, he's just going to come in, we're going to slug it out, and he's just going to end up the better man. And it just it didn't go down like that. <laughs> they came, they 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 slugged it out. I think I want to say Cooper caught him a couple of good times, and then Howard rocked Cooper like like really really hard. And 
I knew it was bad when Cooper got slumped and he he got back up and he was still like trying to be in brawl mode and it was like oh no you're about to get slept and <laughs> he, he he got slept man they continued to brawl which was probably not the best of ideas from Cooper but like it's Ray Cooper man he just he throws hands this is this is what he does and man yeah he got yeah he got he got sent to the astral planes um i was hurt a little bit like i like john howard but I, i'm a i'm a ray cooper fan so see, seeing him get slumped like that was just kind of like ugh, ugh. hey man anybody can get caught any day any time it is what it is protect your neck protect your chin <laughs> ray, ray cooper didn't do that and he got slept for it um I think Ray Cooper is still in the PFL playoffs, and I think this got John Howard a spot, I want to say. So these two could potentially rematch. But um, big win for John Howard, man. That's a good win. That's that's a really solid win. And what what a statement. Like, oh, you, you slept him. Like, it's, it's nothing else to say. He, he slept him. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, he won. That was all in round one. Uh, so congrats to John Howard. He won via TKO. Uh, moving on down the card, uh, Glaco Franca versus Sabadusi. Um, I didn't get to catch a lot of this fight. I think I had got home because I, I had a really hectic day that day that I won't really get into. But I was gone for a lot of this day and I was exhausted when I got home. But I, I only caught the very tail end of this fight. Like literally when I cut it on, all I saw was Franca on top of Sabadou and just he was just beating his face in. <laughs> and then the fight was over, like not too long after that. So I don't know how Sabadu was doing before then. Uh, I don't know if he was winning, but I, all I literally came in like pretty much right at the finish. Um, so I just saw Franco on top of Sabadu just pounding away, just abusing this man's face with punches. So congrats to Franco. Uh, he won via TKO. Uh, that was in round three. Um, I didn't see. Any else of this card, but I'll just read the results. Um, David Machado defeated, uh, what is this, Henderson Ferreira via TKO in round one. Larissa Pacheco, uh, Pacheco defeated uh, Bobby Joe Dalzil via submission, uh, which was an armbar in round one. And Jenna Fabian defeated Moriel Charneski via TKO uh, in round one as well. So that was PFL4. Um, from what I saw, it was a pretty solid card. It looked pretty fun. Uh, from the tweets that I was, you know, reading. So I, I was kind of reading it because I knew it was on. Um, it, it looked like a pretty decent night of fight. So, you know, if you got a chance, if you get a chance to go back, um, go give that a watch. Definitely go watch the Kayla Harrison fight. Um, go watch the quick John Howard and Ray Cooper scrap. It was, it was, uh, it was one of them knockouts that just kept left you kind of like, ooh. <laughs> it was, it was one of those. But uh, shout out to PFL, man. Even though I don't understand this playoff format, and you know what I don't like, real quick, I don't mean to make this a rant. I, I like the the fact that they do the little um, some of the little stats they put at the bottom, like the strikes landed total. Like some of those are cool. I, I like seeing that in real time because sometimes that is something I'm thinking of during a fight, like who's really actually landing more. So I appreciate they those stats. What I don't care about is like the striking speed, like oh he landed at thirteen point five miles per hour. Like first of all, how are we calculating this? Who's who's Are there a speedometer on the sideline? How does that I don't care about that stat. Get that out of here. But everything else, you know what, is it's cool. But that stat that that can go. <laughs> but that was PFL, so shout out to them. Uh moving on to uh, one championship. What was the name of this card? Because you know, one championship. They they're all about the names. One championship, Masters of Destiny. This went down uh, yesterday, which would have been Friday. I think I don't know if this was Friday morning. All my days are running into each other. I don't know what day is which, <laughs> but uh, this went down Friday on the twelfth. Um, at some point, I didn't even know there was a card until I got the notification on the app. Um, I can't mention much of this card because I literally only watched two fights. So the fights that I watched, the main event, uh, which was a rematch between Giorgio Petrosian and Petch Morikot, um, obviously in a kickboxing match. This is for the kickboxing featherweight Grand Prix uh, quarterfinals. Uh, they fought. They fought like a couple months ago, I want to say. Um, 
controversy with how that fight ended. Um, I think this fight was much more clear. Um, I think Petrosian fought a, a smarter fight. Uh, I feel like the first time they fought, he kind of allowed himself to get just kind of caught up in a brawl. And I think this time he was a bit more technical, um, able to pick his shots better, still landing, you know, solid combinations. I think this was just much more of a, a clear and, like, concise victory. Um, a very entertaining fight. But I think you can look at this one pretty clear and say with confidence that, yeah, Petrosian definitely won this one. Um, but I was, it was a good fight. I wish I could give you guys more specific detail. But like I said, like a lot of these fights I only kind of watch once. So my memory isn't, it ain't, it ain't all the way there. But good, good win for Petrosian. Like I said, fought a, fought a much more technical fight. Um, just, just was smarter with his decision making, not getting caught and, you know, Pet Morricott's antics, you know, he, he'll, he'll kind of egg him on and just do little things here and there. He didn't allow himself to really get caught up. So, um, I don't know who Petrosian is facing in the next round, but good win on him. It was a solid fight. If you get a chance to go watch that, definitely go watch it. Uh, Petrosian looked pretty good. So, um, congrats to him. He won via unanimous decision. And the co-main event, which I saw a lot of people talking about, um, Angela Lee versus Michelle uh, Nicolini. Um... Man, this was a really interesting fight. Um, pretty much, this fight was a grappling and jujitsu fest with a few ground strikes landed uh, here and there. Man, like Michelle went straight for the takedown out the gate, didn't waste any time. Um, th this fight was pretty much a battle of who can control these grappling exchanges the most, who can have like the most advantageous positions who can get top control, it, it was kind of just a battle of that, um, like I said, mixed in with kind of some ground strikes, and I, I saw some people, I, I felt, like there were some people, most people I saw, I think, were okay with the decision, but I saw, I saw a few people, um, when I was just kind of looking up, I wanted to see what other people thought of the decision, um, I, I saw a few other people thinking that Angela Lee could have got the nod, and I think we have to remember with one championship is that they don't do scoring round by round. Like it's kind of an, an overall fight assessment of who won, not necessarily a, you know, round one, round two, round three kind of thing. And I think in these kind of fights, when, when it's a fight where nobody has, it, it's a lot of grappling and position exchanges, but nobody's taking a like ton of damage. It's when the little things I think really start to count. And I, I think, probably what got Nicolini this win is I, I do think overall she did control the fight more like I, I don't think time of possession is like a thing if you guys watch basketball you know like time of possession I don't think that's really a thing in MMA but like if, if that was a thing in, in MMA I'm pretty sure um, Nicolini had spent more time in dominant positions I, I would guess just by the eye test just by watching the fight and also in the second round I want to say that was the second round, where she actually was able to land some pretty solid ground and pound on Angela Lee, and that was probably some of the most significant damage of the fight. Um, and Lee Lee kind of had a similar moment, I want to say, in the third. But like I said, just just overall combined Nicolini with that that nice ground and pound she landed in that round, and then kind of just I think she spent more time overall controlling and being in more dominant positions. I think that was enough to win her the fight. So when I, when I saw the decision, when I saw the decision, I saw people kind of split on it. But when I actually watched the fight, I wasn't mad at it. I, I can definitely understand why Nicolini won. Um, it, it was a close fight, very entertaining fight. Um, some fights that are just like a lot of grappling, some, sometimes those can be kind of boring. You get fighters who just kind of stall out. But no, they, they were going for it. They were switching positions. Everybody, they're trying to advance. It, it was pretty entertaining to watch. But I, I gave Nicolini the nod. I'm not mad at that decision. Um, man, rough spot for Angela Lee. That's that's two in a row. <laughs> that's I think pretty sure that's the first time in her career. Um, dropped two in a row. So we'll have to see where she goes from here. But I, I'm not mad at it. You know, Angela Lee's still in the grand scope of things, like really young. And I don't know. Sometimes you kind of need these kind of losses to kind of you know go back, reassess, figure out what went wrong. She's still really young. She's gonna be in this sport for a long time. So I'm not really too worried about her um and for Nicolini that's that's a big win man you know a Angela Lee is like the <laughs> like the golden child of one championship and you just took her out so 
that's a big win for her, a big notch under her belt. So congrats to Nicolini. Um, the rest of this card, I honestly did not see. But I'll just mention uh, Efting defeated uh, Daichi Abe via rear naked choke in round two. Uh, Gary Mangat defeated Abro Fernandez via unanimous decision. Jihen Radzuan defeated Jamari Torres via triangle choke. Uh, Troy Worthen defeated Chen Rui via TKO in round two. And Hiroki Akimoto defeated Kenny C via, ah, via unanimous decision in a kickboxing match. Um, that was the main card. I'm not even going to get into the prelims because I ain't seen none of that. Like, <laughs> I'm not even really going to gonna mention it. But it's a one card. And to be honest, like one card for me are some of the funnest cards to watch. I love the mix of having MMA fights and kickboxing fights on the same card. And like they, they do a pretty good job of just having really quality product. You say what you want about them doing the annoying thing of mentioning how many champions they have in their organization and the the, the little like moral high grounds they try to take but it, just in terms of strictly fight quality one one cards are some of the funnest cards to watch in my opinion so based off the strength i'll just tell you if you didn't get a chance to watch it uh go back and give that a look so that was one championship uh, masters of destiny and then moving on to the last card that I got a chance to watch. Uh, I watched a lot of these fights out of order. I had to pull it up on Wiki to figure out what was on the main card and what wasn't. So <laughs> I might be skipping around a little bit because some, some of these fights I saw, some of them I didn't. But uh, Bellator 224, uh, they had a card that went down. <laughs> Shout out to Thackerville, Oklahoma. I feel like there was definitely a joke on this podcast about Thackerville. Shout, shout out to y'all. Y'all got a card. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Bellator 224 went down. Um, that was on Friday night. A headline between Julia Budd and Olga Rubin, uh, Olga Rubin sorry, for the women's featherweight title. Uh, Julia Budd looked good, man. Um, really uh, kick-heavy offense. Uh, was mixing it up pretty good. She went low with the left kick. She went mid. She went high. Um you know, pretty good movement, good footwork. Olga was trying to kind of find her way in, but Olga, I mean, uh, Bud was doing just kind of a really good job with just be, being pretty effective with the kick she was doing. And it's not a lot to analyze this fight because it, it didn't really last, didn't last long, all, all but, you know, about two minutes and 15 seconds. Um, Julia Bud caught Olga with a nasty body kick just straight down the middle and just... The look on Olga's face, like she just paused, like her whole life just ended. And it was weird because she, she paused and Bud just flurried her with punches. And she was so hurt that like she didn't even really... She ate like those first three hits like clean. Like she was still clenching her midsection and her face is getting lit up. And she just got backed up into the, into the cage. Um... Ate some strikes, ended up falling to the floor, and, and that was it. That's probably one of the best Julia Budd performances I've seen. Um, she looked really dominant, was able to capitalize in the moment that, you know, Ruben was really vulnerable. And uh, from what I've heard, she's down for fighting Leslie Smith, who I'll talk about in a little bit, um, as the next challenger for her featherweight title. Or she's also willing to go over to Ryzen to fight Gabby Garcia, I'm trying to see the Gabby fight because I'm all for just chaos and nonsense. So I'm going to say let's book Julia Budd versus uh, Gabby. And I mean, listen, man, we got this whole rising Bellator. I don't even know what you want to call it. You know, partnership, co-workers, whatever they are, whatever they're doing. <laughs> like, why, 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 why not? Why not do Julia Budd versus Gabby? I, I don't see any reason why not. I'm definitely down for it. I want madness. I want chaos. Give, give the people what they want. But nah, man, congrats to Julia Budd. Really, really good performance. Uh, they mentioned during the broadcast that she finally feels like she's putting it all together. And it, it looks like it. it. It definitely translated. It, it translated to a win, a, a dominant win at that. So congrats to Julia Budd. She retains her uh, women's featherweight title. Moving on to the co-main event, uh, Rafael Carvalho versus Chidi Enja Kawani. I can't really comment on this fight because the zone was giving me a lot of problems last night. Like my stream kept going in and out, and it was really choppy and weird. 
Um, so I can't give like a full breakdown of this fight, but pretty much from what I saw, it wasn't a ton really going on. A lot of clinching, a lot of takedown. One of those grueling kind of just, eh, I don't got nothing. Man. I, I'm not going to spend time on the fight. I didn't really. If you want to go back and watch it, you can go back and watch it. Just from the bits and pieces I saw, it just kind of looked like one of those grueling clinch fights with some takedowns, and I don't know. There might have been more that happened. Like I said, my stream was really choppy, and at, I think at one point I just kind of gave up trying to watch it. <laughs> but well, Rafael Carvalho won uh, via unanimous decision, so if you want to go back and watch that fight, go ahead. But it didn't look like there was a ton going on. But no, congrats to Carvalho, lest. Um, Moving on to women's featherweight, sorry, my pardon me, women's flyweight, uh, Juliana Velasquez versus Christina Williams. Had a nice fun scrap, man. Uh, you know, just it, it was some fisticuffs being being thrown <laughs> in this match. Um, Christina Williams, she was trying to get that head kick off. Head kick off, boy. She was. I felt like that head kick was getting it was getting thrown about every ten to fifteen seconds. She was trying to get that head kick in, but. Now they they had a nice little little back and forth scrap, um, but it just seemed like the longer the fight went on, man, Juliana was just it just seemed like she started landing harder. She was getting a little more confident. She was catching Christina with some nasty flurries, and and the second round managed to just put her away. And it was wild because the whole fight was I don't think anybody really went for any takedowns in this fight. This was a pretty much a striking affair in which Juliana. Got a got a pretty good finish in the second round. Um, I wish I wish I remember this fight more in specific detail because I, I do remember it being really entertaining and Velasquez was just throwing some bombs and when she landed, it, she she was landing like it, she she was definitely out there going for it and pretty much I would say with this performance probably stamped herself as the next um, challenger for Alima Lee McFarlane. Um, and I ain't going to argue, she went out there, she put on a really good performance, she put on an entertaining performance, which, you know, that also kind of counts for something, people kind of, you know, you got to be somebody that people want to see fight, and a, a fight like that, with a finish like that, I'm not going to be mad at you, give her a title shot, let's let's see what she can do, um, I mean, it could get interesting, if she can manage to keep the fight on the feet, um, with uh, Lee Malay McFarlane, and she can land some of those shots that she put on Christina, like, it if I could get interesting, so I'm all for it. Congrats to Juliana Velasquez. Definitely go back and watch this fight. Um, I almost feel like I'm kind of underselling it because I, I just I don't remember it in a ton of like specific detail, but it was really fun to watch. So congrats to Juliana Velasquez. Uh, she won via TKO in round two, and rounding out the main card, uh, Ed Ruth versus Kichi Kunimoto. Um, I want to say this is Ed Ruth's comeback fight since we saw him in the Bellator. Uh, welterweight tournament. Uh, interesting, interesting matchup because I think this is Kunimoto's. Is this? I think this is his Bellator debut. I'm at first or second fight. I can't remember. But Kunimoto's a vet man. Been in the UFC. Been been everywhere, man. Dude, dude's been around the block. Um, true, true veteran of the sport. Um, I, I thought Ed Roof did did some things in here that I liked. Um, striking looked. He, he still doesn't have the best striking, but I feel like he's starting to kind of develop like some more tools in the arsenal he looks a, a little more comfortable on the feet he, he did get tagged a couple of times um luckily it, it seems like he has a decent chin because kunimoto definitely caught him flush with a couple of strikes um so ed roof defense may need a little, a little bit of tightening but you know he, he's still really really young in this sport um and luckily he had the chin to take some of those shots that he took but I like some of the, the counters that he landed. Um, he, he flashed a couple of kicks. One, one of them, the flashy kicks, he didn't really, I don't think he landed it. But just the fact that, like, he threw it just kind of shows he's getting more comfortable on his feet. Um, I think that's a good thing. You know, he, he's he's getting more cage time. He's staying active. Um, and, and also fighting a vet like Kunimoto, like, he, it's, it's going to be a tough fight. So it's still a good kind of barometer to see like what he can do um and he, he definitely held his own well, more than held his own he he, he won the fight um <laughs> so yeah he, he landed some some pretty good shots um like i said striking not 
the best. It ain't the crisp or the prettiest, but I, like I said, I just think he's starting to get more tools in the arsenal, and he was able to catch Kunimoto with um, some pretty decent shots, some some pretty decent counters, pretty decent kicks. So he, he I feel like he's he's trying to like mix it all in. It's it's like slowly, slowly but uh but surely coming together. And I'm, I'm mad at myself because I don't remember the exactly finishing sequence um of this fight i know he need him at one point but i, I can't remember i have old man memory y'all <laughs> but he looked he look good though he looked he looked pretty decent i like i like what i saw from him so interested to see you know he definitely you know one of the prospects of bellator worth keeping an eye on to see how high ceiling is see how far he can go but you know good good rebound for ed ruth over a veteran of the sport so shout outs to him uh, he won via TKO in round two. And then I'm going to bounce around to some of these prelims that I did see. Um, Gabriel Varga, who I did not know, uh, transitioned to MMA. For those those who don't know Gabriel Varga, um, I guess he was in Bellator kickboxing, which was funny to hear them reference because we mentioned on the last podcast that we weren't even sure if Bellator kickboxing was still real anymore. But <laughs> he fought in Bellator kickboxing. Um, if you, if anybody, if you know Glory, you know Gabriel Vargas' name. He was a champion over in Glory. Um, was in a lot of high-profile fights over there. So it was interesting to see him in uh, MMA. I, I guess this was his professional MMA debut. I want to say, um, and this was a featherweight fight. He fought a gentleman named James Taylor, who I think was also making his professional debut. Um, Varga looked pretty, pretty solid. Um, if you know Varga's style in terms of kickboxing, he's not. He's not like a, a a power puncher. He's more of a technical and a, a volume kind of guy. And I, I like the work that he did do on the feet. I like how he mixed it up. He would go from head. He was ripping some body shots. Um, he was throwing a lot of leg kicks. He he had a nice, he had a good mix of just strikes and, and a, just a good arsenal mix on the feet uh, for Taylor. It just gave him a lot to think about. And when he did swarm, he was landing some pretty good combinations. Um, he did get taken down uh, like once or twice, um, but he was able to get back up and, you know, might not have looked the prettiest. I'm not sure if all his technique was correct, but hey, man, it worked. And I mean, also, he was fighting somebody who was also making their, you know, professional debut. So maybe he might not have been able to get up against higher level competition. But, you know, his MMA debut fighting against another guy who, you know, obviously hasn't been fighting that long. So... I was still impressed though, that he, you know, he was able to get back to his feet because, you know, a lot of times you think, oh, professional kickboxer coming in MMA, let me just take him down, neutralize his kickboxing, and that'll be that. But he was able to get back to his feet, um, landed some really good combinations, and um, I can't remember what he stunned Taylor with, but um, that, that, that I like the flurry though, man, the flurry, man, because he was mixing them body shots and uppercuts, and he did like the, the double flying knee. And he, he just let the whole arsenal out uh, for that finish. James Taylor eventually just kind of crouched to the ground, and that was kind of that. So congrats to Varga. He won via TK on round two. Um, as far as his ceiling, I'm not really sure. And I, I don't <laughs> I definitely don't want Bellator to, like, rush this guy along and try to have a Varga versus Pitbull MMA fight because I don't think that'll go well. But, like, I, I like Varga's... You know, uh, I like his game, uh, a volume kind of guy, really technical, can can pick his shots pretty well, but just has to develop an overall MMA game, and he, he kind of came in late, to be honest. I think Vargas, I think he's in like his mid-30s, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what he does. We'll, we'll see how they do in terms of, you know, matchups with him, but just just for this fight, I enjoyed what I saw, so congrats to Gabriel Varga um, coming over to Bellator and getting his first win. Um, speaking of coming over to Bellator, Leslie Smith, who recently uh, made her, her journey over to Bellator um, at Women's Featherweight. She fought, uh, I say this name wrong every time, and I, I hear it pronounced every time she fights, and I can never remember how to say it. Siniad Kavanaugh? I'm just going to call her Kavanaugh, because I know I can at least say that part right. <laughs> but um, you know what you're going to get with the Leslie Smith fight, man. She's going to come for it. She's just going to kind of put on a pace and just, she's just going to relentlessly throw until either you die or she dies. And pretty much that's what happened this fight. She was able to, she was the one constantly pushing forward, um, landing a lot of volume, 
I, I think Kavanaugh probably landed some of the harder shots because you, you could just hear the thud on Kavanaugh's shots, even the ones that got blocked. Like she she's got some heat behind those hands. Um, it was definitely a close fight. Also another fight where unfortunately I was watching it on the zone and my stream got really choppy. At one point I was literally watching the fight and like I was watching the second round and then my stream stopped and it just fast forwarded to another fight. So <laughs> I, I kind of miss parts of this fight. But um, I, I remember giving Leslie Smith the first. Uh, I thought Kavanaugh had a decent second, but I can't remember if I scored it to her because I, I missed some of it because my stream was acting all wacky but um she definitely caught Leslie with a lot of good shots I just think the problem was that Leslie was the one who was pushing the pace like literally the entire time because like I said you if you know a Leslie Smith fight man she she just kind of never stops and she was just constantly in Kavanaugh's face just throwing punches throwing leg kicks just always staying active just motor on a hundred at, at all times uh, Kavanaugh caught her with some good shots. I thought she landed some of the the harder shots, but she spent a lot of the fight kind of backing up, circling out, being being on the defensive because Leslie was just kind of smothering her, um, just overcrowding her and just getting in her face the entire time. So I think that probably weighed in on the judge's decision. So Leslie Smith won uh, via a majority decision. Uh, judges scorecards interesting one judge had a 28-28 and the other two 29-28 um, and like I said as I mentioned in the Julia Budd fight uh, she mentioned she wouldn't mind fighting Leslie Smith for a title or Gabby Garcia personally I'm trying to see that Gabby fight because I'm just all about it but you know <laughs> I'm not mad at um, I'm not mad at Smith if she if she gets that title shot because like I said featherweight just it's just kind of thin so you, you can just kind of come in, get one win or two, and you, you're kind of just right there. <laughs> so if she does get the, the bud fight, I am mad at it. We'll see what happens. But congrats to, to Leslie Smith uh, getting her, I can't say her first Bellator win, because I think she actually did fight in Bellator like way, way, way back in the day. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but congrats to her. She won uh, via majority decision. Uh, Jordan Young uh, defeated Joel Bauman via triangle choke. Didn't get to watch it, so unfortunately I cannot comment on it. But I know from what I heard, Jordan Young is somebody that some people have been keeping an eye on. So he won his fight. Um, a One of the other prelims I did get to see, also at women's featherweight, um, Arlene Blenko versus Amanda Bell. 22 seconds. Blinko threw them hands. <laughs> she dropped Bell within like the first probably like 10 seconds. And then the next 10, she finished her. Um, the fight was just pretty much just hands. And Blinko just hit harder and more often. And <laughs> it's not a lot to analyze, but it was, it was 22 seconds. And Blinko just came out and she got busy. And that that was that. Um, and also at women's featherweight, so you you getting wins like that, you getting finishes like that, probably find yourself in some some pretty good fights uh, very soon in the division that you know. I, I think Bellator does a, a a better job of the UFC of at least in their women's featherweight. I feel like they try to make fights, like it, it seems like there's some kind of effort to like make that division like even be a thing. You know, I feel like the UFC is just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but congrats to Blinko, man. Good good win. Good, uh, let them hands go. Just let them hands go. Um, I'm not really going to mention the rest of the card because I did not get to catch any of this. And there's one gentleman on this card who fought whose name I will not mention. Because um, his first fight got me very angry. And I'm probably just going to hold that against him for the rest of his career. I know that's probably petty, but you know, is what it is. <laughs> but um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for fights that I saw this weekend. Um, I know LFA also had a card, but I didn't get to see it. Um, there was a nasty choke out on that card, and I did not know the gentleman's name, but somebody got choked out on that card, and dude, like, it was like a rear naked choke, and after the choke got let go, like, his eyes, it, he, it, like, his spirit completely left his body, it was actually kind of scary, um, so I, I don't remember what fight that was, but 
if you know what I'm talking about, just or if you want to look it up, go, go just go look up the most recent LFA card, that the one that happened on Friday, and just find that rear naked choke. You'll know it when you see it. Um, you will definitely know it when you see it. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much it for fights that I saw. I guess real quick before I wrap it up, um, I can mention some uh, or give some predictions. I guess talk a little bit about this card tonight that I. Um, unfortunately, will not get a chance to watch in real time. Uh, it's uh, Jermaine Durandamy versus Aspen Ladd card. Uh, I think this is a UFC uh, ESPN Plus card, I want to say, on Sherdog. Sure I just got the card pulled up. They have it listed as UFC Fight Night 155. We don't do numbers anymore. We're not doing numbers. It's, it's, it's UFC in whatever city. So this is uh, Sacramento. <laughs> so UFC Sacramento, uh, Durandamy versus Aspen Ladd. Um, I'll, I'll quickly scroll down this card. Give a few, uh, give a few thoughts and predictions on some of these fights. Um, I guess for the main event, uh, Deronomy versus Lad. Man, um, I think this fight is like a lot tougher than I think people are giving it credit for. Like I know, <laughs> I know we, we, we sometimes we feel some kind of way about Deronomy about the whole you know, cyborg situation and her, you know, antics in a Holly home fight and, you know, she's had a lot going on. All that being said, when she's on her A game, she's still pretty good. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I like Lad as a prospect. I like her game. I like the confidence. Um, I like how she fights, willingness to just kind of put forward. I like the skill sets, skill set she has. But her fight against uh, Eubanks, just she got she got tagged a couple times in that fight. I think that fight kind of it pumped the brakes on her a little bit. And I feel like if Deronomy, if she can get off some of those same strikes that Eubanks was able to, and like I said, regardless of how we feel about Deronomy, we know the striking pedigree she has. I don't know, man. I might. I like Lad, and I, I kind of want Lad to win. But if I'm going predictions, I got. I think Deronomy's gonna get finished. Um, I think it'll be a competitive fight, but I just think I think Deronomy might. At at some point, she's gonna tag her a couple of times, and I think she's gonna be able to put her out. Um. Her, I just think her. As long as she just doesn't go in there and lay a goose egg, <laughs> which I, I don't think she'll she'll do. Uh, I think she's. I think she might stop Lad if I'm if I'm, if I'm being honest. Like I want, I want Lad to win, but I think Deronomy more experience has fought high level competition, and I, you know, and she she's got she's big man. She that size man. She is. Lad's not gonna be able to bully her around, I don't think. So I don't know, man. I think Deronomy. I think Deronomy's gonna finish her. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna say Deronomy. Um, I'm gonna say TKO round three. I just throw it out there. Um, so that's the main event. Uriah Faber versus Ricky Simone. Why is this fight? Ricky, get this man out of there, please, please, Ricky. I don't even hate Uriah Faber, but I, I'm not. I I just saw this fight, and it's like, why? Why are we doing this? So I'm going with Ricky. Um, I don't care about what. Just Ricky, just just get him out of there. <laughs> just, I don't know how he's going to win by what technique, but I'm, I'm going Ricky, man. Ricky, get this man out of here. Um. I'm sorry. I, get, I don't want to see a 40-year-old Uriah Faber. That just that just doesn't do it for me. So I'm, I'm going Rick. I'm going. I'm going Ricky Simone. I don't, I don't know via what, but I'm, I'm going with Ricky in that fight. Um, Marcel Bactic versus Josh Emmett. This is a really, really interesting fight, man. Because we've seen Emmett. If, if Emmett can can crack, he can definitely he can get you out of here. Um, but Bactic, man, he I, I know he's had some slip ups. <laughs> He's, he he had a historic comeback that he was unfortunately on the other side of, but dude is good man. He's just mm, it's it's a hard fight. It's a hard fight because I I think Emmett. Mm, 
I think Emmett has the power that could probably stop this fight at any moment if he lands. But I, I like Bechtick's game. I like the pace that he can push. Mm, man, this this is hard. It's a hard one. Um, I think we're going to get a really... Man, it's hard because I could, I could honestly see this being a fight where Bechtick's doing really great until he just gets cracked. <laughs> I could definitely... I'm going I'm to go out on a limb because I, I think, th to me, this is a coin toss. I'm going to say Bechtick wins a unanimous decision. It's going to be a competitive fight. He might get cracked a few times. But I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Masai backed it once a unanimous decision. Um, a couple of other interesting fights on this card. But I'm not going to get into all of them. Uh, I'm interested in this Andre Feely, uh, Shaman Marais fight. Um, that's that's going to be a fun one. That might low-key be fight of the night. Um, to be honest. That's, that's got some fight of the night potential on it. Both of those dudes are definitely going to come in. A lot of hands are going to be thrown, and <laughs> somebody might get put to sleep. I don't know, but I'm all for it. Um, I don't even know if I have a prediction for this one. I just, I just want to see violence. I just want to see violence. Definitely interested in Juliana Pena versus Nico Montano. Um, at one point, I think a lot of us didn't think we'd ever see Nico again, but she's back. Um, so... I don't know. We'll, we'll see how she does against Pena. And Pena, who we also have not seen. When was the last Pena fight? Um, yeah, she hasn't fought since the Shevchenko fight. And that was in 2017. So, I don't know. Pena, we haven't seen in a while. Montano, we haven't seen in a while. I, I'm not sure what I'm going to get in this fight. I, I'm leaning towards Juliana Pena. But, I, I, you never know. But, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Juliana Pena in, in that fight. Uh, to come out with that victory. Uh, we also got Ron Hall versus Darren Elkins. <laughs> that's that's going to be an interesting fight. Ron Hall, we already know he's going for any submission he can think of. And Darren Elkins, we've we seen him, man. He had a nice little streak going, and then he lost to uh, Volkanovski. And I, I think uh, the brass had enough of him. They, they, they're not going to get this man there anywhere sniffing a title shot. Uh, but he's on a two-fight losing streak. Uh, this is an interesting fight, man. We'll we'll see, cause Hall, Hall be just be pulling out submissions just out of the air. Um, dude literally is, dude, dude's a wizard with the ground game. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm I'm actually you know I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Elkins gonna win that, man. I'm gonna say Elkins. Elkins is just crazy tough. That damage tattoo is gonna start glowing. He he, I think he'll find a way to win. He'll 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 tough this one out. Um. Another fight on this card, the last fight I'll mention, and I'll wrap up and get out of here. Um, I'm really interested to see how this Brianna Van Buren and uh, Olivia Hanada Souza fight goes. Uh, two former Invicta fighters. Um, if you watched uh, Brianna Van Buren in Invicta, she was in that um, that little tournament card. I think that was, was that Phoenix Rising? I can't remember. I think she was a part of that tournament, uh, that strawway tournament that they had. And she had some really impressive wins um, that night. Uh, a really young fighter, and I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see how this this one turns out because I think Brianna has a lot of talent. Uh, a lot of talent. Um, her nickname, the Bull, is definitely well definitely well earned. If you see how she fights, um, but look, uh, Nada Souza is a beast, man. She's somebody who I'm I'm pretty high on. I love watching her fight in Invicta. Um, very well rounded. She 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 can do a lot, so I'm I'm interested to see how this fight turns out because Brianna's pretty young, and I, I think I not even think you can look at the record. Hanada uh, Souza definitely fought more higher level competition for a longer time. You know, been in there with Angela Hill, Ayaka Hamasaki. You know, just more probably more accomplished fighters than Brianna has. Um, but I don't know. I I think that that would be a, a big win for Brianna if she can pull that off. So. That's that's a fight that I'm I'm definitely definitely looking forward to. Um, I think wh whoever wins that fight could definitely be somebody maybe we see in the future. Um, it may be kind of foreshadowing, but so so the, whoever wins this, really both I think will be an eye to keep on in the future. Both of these uh, women are very highly talented, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how that fight goes. But those are some of my thoughts and predictions uh, on the UFC Sacramento card. So that's pretty much all I got 
for today. Um, as normally we close <laughs> with parting shots and shout outs. Um, I'll, I'll just shout out, man. I've been watching Wimbledon lately. Um, it's been pretty entertaining. I got a chance to watch. Uh, I cannot remember the gentleman Federer played the match before he played Nadal, which I'm mad I missed because I had a crazy day yesterday. But glad to see Federer beat Nadal. Um, but Federer's match before that, man, he schooled that guy. Shout out to Roger Federer, man, out here showing off in Wimbledon at 30 plus years of age, just still out here getting it. Um, I want to say he played, will be playing Djokovic, um, which should be a really good matchup. Um, well, breaking news, Serena just lost. Ooh, she got dominated, 6-2, 6-2. Um, so, shout outs to, I don't know her first name, Halep, uh, defeated Serena, straight sets. Um, so yeah, shout out to Wimbledon, I enjoy tennis, it's actually a pretty dope sport. Um, I, I think it is. When you watch the high level plays, it's pretty entertaining. And uh, shout out to Big Crit, man. That Crit is here album, been in rotation. It's only been out like a day, <laughs> and I've been, uh, yes, yeah, it's definitely getting some burn. So definitely appreciate that album. That that's gonna be in rotation for a while. Um, you know, shout out to the listeners, man. Uh, like I said, this, this ain't um not not a typical episode, not one that I plan to do. Just kind of did this on a whim. Just I, I kind of just wanted to put some content out, just to have something out there. Um, like I said, I'm. We won't have a podcast for the Aspen Lad and Deronomy card. Uh, we'll, we'll come back next week and we'll probably touch on that fight and then just move on. Um, but I'm going to miss it because I'm going to a wedding tonight, so I'll miss the card. And between that and just other stuff I got going on, um, I wouldn't have time to record on Sunday and edit. Um, yeah, I just, I just got a lot going on right now. So I just wanted to put out something light, something quick. You know, episode 141.5, <laughs> just come in here real quick and just give quick thoughts on what I did get to see. And then I'll have to catch up uh, on the Sacramento card later. But, um, you know, I appreciate you guys for listening. As always, man, share the podcast, share with a friend, co-worker, you know, grandma, grandpa, you know, local cashier. Random person in the grocery store, you know, if you're in the gym working out, ask the person next to you, hey, what you listening to? Tell them what they're listening to is trash. Tell them listen to the Dodo Talk podcast instead. You know, they might hate you for interrupting their workout, but they'll come around. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll all be fine. Um, so I appreciate you, guys, appreciate you guys for listening, man. Keep sharing. Keep reposting. Appreciate all the support. Um, and as always, man, get this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter as well as Twitch at Serial Sensei. And that is pretty much all I got for today. Um, so, as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. Shout out to the anti cool, he's the we. <laughs> um, but we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, I will catch you guys later.